unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to Three Mormons. You may not recognize this young lady here. This is Holly, and Holly is great. <laughs> what kind of intro? This is my, I like am a, great. It's like no, a, you're great. Just it's like a Mr. Rogers intro. Just, you well, know hello. Welcome to my neighborhood. <laughs> this is my sweater. So let's talk about divorce. Um, no, let's let's <laughs> talk about divorce. We wow, just had such was... a cute opening, and now it's going to be a very, um, very know, heavy episode. Very serious yes. now. It doesn't have to be. Uh, Holly, where are you from? Um, I am uh, originally from Oregon. I grew up in Oregon and uh, Eastern Oregon. What part? Pendleton. Hermiston. No way. Yeah. You were our rivals. I know. For but whatever I'm sure reason. you're way younger than me, but yes. I have no idea. So what grew up in Pendleton. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I, I uh, went to school at BYU, got my undergrad there, graduated in 2000. And then I've kind of lived all around. Um, I've lived in Maryland for a couple of years. Me too. No way. Rockville. Cumberland, so we were more on the western oh, side. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It. <laughs> we probably don't even know I left know where to Texas in my fourth grade, so I have <laughs> no idea where anything. And then, you know, I went back to Oregon for a couple years and then um, went back to uh, actually been in Logan for about 10 years. So it's, okay. And then I just moved down to the Orem area just this wow. last summer. So I've been all over. It's been great, though. Awesome. And so, I. I Anyways, you already know this uh, episode is about divorce, so you're probably already suspecting that Holly has been divorced. Holly. Yes. Is there any truth to that statement? <laughs> there is. I have. I've been divorced for about three years, a little over three years, and it's been a roller coaster. I mean, it's been, but it's been an amazing ride, and even though I don't think I'd ever go back. I would not change where I am now. I mean, I've been through a lot of great stuff, and now I'm the person I am now is so much better than the person I was, you know, three years ago. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, um, usually when we have guests, they tell a story about their conversion or something like that. But we, you know, we don't want to know about you know the the, the dirty All the details laundry here about the divorce. Yeah. But I guess I can ask. Um, uh, what are questions that are acceptable to ask? And then, yeah. you know, because uh, you, know, you don't want people to completely avoid it if, right. if they're your friends, but you don't want people to pry like weirdos. So yeah. what's the appropriate measure to take? Yeah, I, I agree. I think um, divorce has always been kind of taboo, um, especially in the church. Um, for me, it was it was always something that I thought, oh, I'm so lucky I'm never going to get divorced. You know, you grow up in the church you know, singing songs about families can be together forever as a primary kid. And then you go to young women's and, you know, we talk about how important it is to marry in the temple and to be sealed to, for time and all eternity. And so um, for me, I never, never would have ever thought that I would have been in a situation where um, divorce was an, even an option for me. And I was married for 15 years and, you know, we didn't have the best marriage, but you know, we had three children together and I figured, you know, whatever comes our way, this is an eternal marriage. We just need to kind of work through it. And, um, and so when the time came where I realized this is what I need to, to do, I need to do this. I need to get divorced. It's best for my kids. It's both best for me. Um, 
when that happened, it was really hard because because of the way that I was raised. Um, I didn't ever think that divorce was, you know, a way to live. I didn't want right. to be, you know, a statistic. I didn't want my kids being raised in a house with, you know, their par- their parents not living together kind of a thing. So. Right. And it's just, there's a lot of people, especially within the church, they look at someone who's divorced and they say, well, you obviously didn't try hard enough. Mm-hmm. What, what would you, you gave say? Up, yeah, right? you gave up on your marriage. Yeah. Uh, this was supposed to be an eternal thing. Right. Uh, you obviously did something yeah. wrong. What would you say to address that that stigma? Besides well, calling them expletives like I would. So what would <laughs> <right>. you... <laughs> you know, and I, I think a lot of it has to do with generational things. I think that people uh, more my age are probably a little more accepting um, than, say, people my parents' age who are in their 60s or even 70s or my grandparents' age. And I think there is a stigma there. And a reason for that is that you know, there's been a lot of things changing, you know, I mean, the the change of times. I mean, you think about marriage, you know, centuries ago, how women didn't even have the opportunity to own property or to make money. And they were actually given to men as property and all of the, right? I oh, know, I was, it was like, awful. they gave uh, women to men? Yes, they did. The, I mean, the like parents, the number the, two. The, the, like, oh, I'm a woman. Now oh. I own two men. No, I'm, well, <laughs> they, he was, English they were, language. They were given they were given to men as property and all that they were required to do was to carry on the bloodline. And so they were probably dealing with a lot of terrible things. And and you know, we think about there were marriages, even today, there are arranged marriages where there isn't a lot of um you know, options and women can't choose who they're gonna get married to. And right. so there aren't any you know, wonderful things like love and companionship. And and so I think that in the past, because there have been people who have um, seen marriage as a way to be um, solid in, in their future, and, and they figure that in order for their kids to be able to be successful, they need to stay in a marriage. You know, they need to be able to provide for their kids. And so um, I think today there are more divorces because women leave because they can leave. Mm. I think in the past they couldn't leave yeah. for mm-hmm. one reason or another, but um, there that's the reason. And because there are expectations that are higher, you know, people have expect higher expectations in life, in relationships. Uh, people get married, the, you know, the wedding vows that they make with each other. They have this huge long list of everything that they expect to have in a partner. And when that doesn't live up to what they're expecting, I'm mm. out kind of a thing. So as far as the question about, why does divorce happen so much today? And I think there are a lot of people that are curious about that because I know I was curious about it. Um, I am come from a family of six girls and three of us, actually four of us now, have been divorced. Four of the six of us have been divorced. And you think, well, why does this happen so much? You know, my parents have a great marriage. Um, and I, don't, I, I guess I'd want to ask you guys, why do you think divorce seems so much more common? today. Oh, man. Boy, Think well, about um, that. Coming from a divorced family, um, I think divorce is common because, well, one, like you said, we don't have, we still do, but not as much systematic misogyny as he's had for, since like, humankind right. existed, right? <laughs> so now that there's more, you know, equal rights, people get more of a say. Yeah. Um, I think that there's a lot more distractions that happen now where uh, it's, it's harder to stay in love with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because there's always this person or this person and then there, you know there's always someone else there's always, there's else. always there's something else financial, financial you know uh insecurities you know mm -hmm. uh, uh money is a really crazy thing right now mm -hmm. and there's mm -hmm. a lot of debt and there's a lot of college um you know college debt that married people are in and just yeah. everything piles on and Money's it's hard huge. to stay mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. in love and so people they split i think yeah. even just the ease of it I think it's easier than it ever has been to get divorced, which is a dangerous thing to say because then mm. it, it sounds like you're saying, well, you took the easy way out right. with divorce, right? which isn't always the case. I mean, maybe sometimes it is, but, mm -hmm. but obviously you would not consider yourself to be in that kind of a boat at all. No, it was not, it was not easy. <laughs> so, so, so what would you say to, so to people that, that have that impression? Cause, cause I can understand where they would get that impression. Um, um, you yeah. took the easy way out. Right. Yeah. But but how do we change that mindset, especially within the church, that yeah. sometimes divorce is the only way yeah. out? Yeah, I agree. And, and um, you know, I was going to say the thing that would come to my mind as to why divorce happens so common is because of infidelity, because the easy access to other people, online affairs, you know, online pornography. And I think that definitely adds fuel to the fire. Mm -hmm. But... I think that if we understand that people don't just get divorced because of cheating or infidelity, uh, you're right, there are some people that decide, you know, I'm not happy and I'm going to leave because this isn't what I expected it to be. Mm -hmm. But there are also people, you know, um, part of one of the great things about being divorced um, at my age is I've been able to just... The, the mid-singles community is amazing. I've, I've met hundreds of wonderful single people that, and a lot of them the same boat as me. A lot of women are single moms, working single moms who have been, you know, in terrible marriages and, and, and they are working their tails off, but, uh, and they're wonderful women, but, you know, they've, they've left for reasons such as, like you're saying, money. Um, I had a friend who had to leave her husband because he refused to get a job and he just kind of sat around, didn't help with the kids. And she just is like, I can't do this anymore. You know, I have a friend, you know, of course who her husband would lie and, and w w was just very emotionally abusive. And so it's not just the fact that there was some serious sexual transgression of why divorce happens today. And I think the reason why there is a stigma is because that was usually the only reason that divorce was accepted, especially in the church. And so mm -hmm. today, I think mostly from younger, or not younger, sorry, especially from older members of the church, they, they kind of look at you like, Ooh, what happened? You know, there was obviously something terrible going on. And I'm not saying that infidelity doesn't happen because it still does. But I think the appropriate action to take is to just help people know that, you know, to have an open mind, because I think a lot of times we forget that because of the stigma and the culture that we grow up in, in the church, we feel like, we have to stick this out. And that was a huge reason why I stayed for so many years in a bad marriage is because I knew that this is what was expected of me. And, um, and I knew that I thought, you know, it's better to have a dad in the home, but I've of course since then learned that it was actually probably more damaging to stay in the marriage that I was in and have my kids witness that as opposed to you know, leaving and having my own, you know, strong unit with my kids. And, and so since then I've seen, you know, so much progress with my kids. And so it's been, it's, it's always a good thing to just remember that everybody has a different story 
and to just again have a have an open mind and not automatically judge them and automatically think you're doing this because of this you know growing up i heard this a lot um and it's probably heard in the church a lot too that you know if you don't have a father figure then you know the children especially the boys are gonna grow up to just be horrible you know because yeah. there's no yeah. um and there are studies that that, that prove that but yeah, that's yeah. not necessarily the 100 percent always going to happen though. yeah it isn't. Um, you know, I don't think I <laughs> grew up to be horrible. Um, I think, you know... Some would disagree with yeah. Some would just ask probably I, my I exes agree. would probably be like, no, that guy's the worst. But um, sometimes we do this thing where we just judge. And we're like, oh, well, come from a divorced family, which means the kid's going to be messed up. That just mm -hmm. isn't true. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I feel like I learned so much about empathy and compassion, um, especially when I was a little kid with mm -hmm. divorced parents, because... Um, you know what it's like when, you know, you, you feel like you're missing uh, a big part of your life. You know what it's like when you feel like you, you like, you mean your Christmas is going to be different than all your friends' Christmases. You know what it's like to feel left out in a lot of ways. And that helped me develop empathy really fast mm -hmm. um, to a lot of other people. So yeah. I think, you know, sometimes I actually, I watched a Joel Osteen video the other day, All right. this big, you know, pastor in Houston, and he's kind of controversial because yeah. oh, yeah. in the Christian Great world. Um, but he said something, and even though I'm not a non-denominational, you know, Christian, but he said something. He said uh, something along the lines of, "You can't judge anyone um, without knowing their story, yep. unless you've walked the way what they've walked and mm -hmm. seen what they've seen and mm -hmm. and experienced what they experienced. You can't judge." Um, and we often think we can because, like, oh, I have all the statistics, and oh, I know this, this, that, and that, that, that. I know all the academics and such and such. Yeah. But you just don't. You can't make any judgment until you really have been with that person has been through. And I think that people who've gone through divorce are a wonderful example of that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So, so post divorce, what were some of the ways people treated you that oh. obviously did not help, and what are some of the good things that people did? Yeah, like I was saying, one of the one of the greatest things was, of course, meeting just the community of of single, uh, I guess, divorced uh, parents out there, divorced uh, singles, and they are amazing. And so, I have had some of the greatest experiences in the last three years with these wonderful friends. I mean, I my I don't think I've ever had so many friends and such a good support system since I've been divorced. So it's that's one of the greatest things. Um, one thing specifically for me that was the most difficult about getting, the one thing that was most difficult about my divorce was that my life was completely changed. I mean, I remember that summer that I was separated, just thinking like everything that I've spent the last 20 years preparing for and building and making, you know, including children, you know, a family. Mm -hmm. Um, and even the future, all these plans that I've made, you know, that I thought that I was going to be with this man forever, you know, all of those plans were just gone. Mm -hmm. You know, they weren't broken. A lot of times people saying their lives were shattered. It wasn't even, there wasn't anything there. It was literally just like gone, like dust, like oblivion, you know, gone to oblivion. And that was the hardest part was that I was just realizing like everything that I thought my life was is just not there anymore. And so I literally felt like I had to start over and start reestablishing myself again and building up from, you know, building from the bottom up. Um, and so being in that place is very hard. And, and when I returned, I, I returned back to Logan 
Um, after the divorce with my three kids, we actually moved back into the same ward that I had left from being married. And so I thought it was going to be amazing because the kids still knew kids there and mm -hmm. I still had a lot of friends. But I didn't realize, you know, most of my friends were friends with me as a couple, with mm -hmm. my husband. And so mm -hmm. a lot of those friends, um, it was interesting. They just kind of disappeared. You know, I never saw them. They never, you know, called me. They never asked me to do things. They never invited me and my kids over for dinner. They um, just kind of Homer Simpsoned into the they bush. They just, yeah. They were just like, what happened? I thought we were like best friends and they never showed up. And that hurt because at this time I needed so much support. You know, I didn't have any family in Logan. Um, people were actually kind of shocked that I had come back to Logan because I didn't have family there. Um, but I knew it was where I needed to be, which I understood later. I ended up going back to, to school at Utah State and getting my master's degree. So that's why I needed to be there. But the first year or so was really rough because I didn't have the friendship I thought that I had with my friends. But it was also at this time where you're, the true friends actually came to the surface. And some of, uh, specifically my friend Crystal, shout out to her, um, she came to my rescue. She was my guardian angel. She was there to help me with my kids. You know, I had, my youngest was in preschool at the time. I had to get a job, so she was there to, to watch him when I was at work. And then I started school and she was there when he was there for half day kindergarten. And it was just amazing um, how she just stepped it up. And she has six kids of her own. So, I mean, it wasn't like she just had all this extra time on her hand, you know? Right. And I felt so bad asking her for help. But there were times where I just could not do it on my own. And I just needed help. And um, and it was now, you know, a couple years later, she tells me that it was because she had a strong impression from the Spirit that she needed to help me. And I know now that I couldn't have done it without her. I could have not have gone to school, gotten my master's degree without her help. And so to answer your question, if you know someone who's been divorced, don't do nothing. Don't hmm. pretend like it just doesn't happen because it didn't happen, like it doesn't exist. I know that people are worried to ask things that they're not, you know, that that's taboo. They don't want to ask all the details. They don't really know what to ask. So just ask them, say, how can I help you? What, what do you need? And for me personally, it was, I need help with my kids. If I have to go to work and I have a sick kid, can, you know, come, you come stay with them or, you know, my kids have appointments and I have to be here. So, I mean, that's where I needed the most help. So please, mm -hmm. and that may not be the way for everyone, but if you know someone who's been divorced and you just want to help, but you don't know what to say, just seriously, just text them, call them, say, what can I do to help? That's the best thing you could do for sure. Great. Yeah. Uh, dating at my age, it's pretty interesting. Um, I think it's really good that I'm single today because can you imagine how long it would take to actually find someone you want to date if you were just waiting for people to hook you up with someone they knew? Oh, I know a guy kind of a thing. Thank goodness for online dating. Um, of course, there are some sketchy people out there. So you kind of need to learn how to navigate through the scary people. Huh. And, but, it's a scary you statement. know, there are some sites that you can trust more than others. Craigslist. Um, I, <laughs> I would suggest if, if there are divorced people out there and they're looking to actually look for an actual relationship, the sites where you have to pay a monthly fee, those are probably going to be your best bet because you get what you pay for. So if you're, ah. if people are just looking to, for random hookups, they're not going to pay for that. So if someone's mm. actually looking for a relationship, it's okay to spend, you know, 20 bucks a month. And actually I did that for one summer and actually the guy I'm dating right now, I actually met him by accident. 
on LDS planet. I accidentally flirt with him. I was like scrolling through something and I looked up and I looked back down and it says flirt sent. And I'm like, oh no, I flew, flirted with some random person. And it ends up to be this guy, you know, we've been dating for over a year, so oh, you hey. never know, you know, I think that How there's some, has there's some, it's true. yeah, well, there's some guidance there, but it's, thank you so much for coming on the show and, and being vulnerable and talking about welcome. these things because, and you know, the people involved in the story might end up watching this episode and then, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, we don't live in Logan's, who cares, but, uh, <laughs> uh, I'll tell him to watch it, uh, the good okay. people anyway. Yeah, good to get, well. And the bad people, and the, you can learn something from it. <laughs> the bad people. It, it's been great. You know, I got my master's degree in, in social work, so I'm a therapist right now. And I've actually been focusing a lot of my extra time outside of work in um, setting up a support group, mainly for people who have been traumatized from sexual betrayal. What's the name of the group? Um, it's Surviving Sexual Betrayal, and I, I hold it in Pleasant Grove every Thursday night at 7.30. And it's free to the public, so it doesn't cost anything, so. Great. It's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> then you need to like and subscribe to Three Mormons. Are you going to put the little thing down? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know people do this. <laughs> Click here. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and comment below, and tell us what you think, and if you've been through a divorce, or you have divorced parents, you know, share a bit of your story, too. Yeah. And the promo YSA will be just swipe, 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 and, um, <laughs> you know, the Tinder Temple, a mutual in matrimony, from yep. Bumble to business. There you go. That's not what business would mean, but... Bumble? Business? Business? Bumble? Bumble? Alright. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube. Or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.